0: something that's going to impact the whole year. Well, Lord, we don't want a, re- a repeated year like of 2020, 2023. Now, we want to build on tw- all the good things, we want to build on those. But all those b- bad things, we want to leave those in the past. <laughs> so what, what word can you give me for the, for the church? So here is the word. It is God's promises are seeds, okay? It is so important to understand this. So question number one is, how do I get God's word to work in my life? The promises in God's word is is how we partake of the kingdom of heaven. His promises are in the word of God is how we partake of the kingdom of heaven. 2 Peter 1, 2, and 4. So it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, as his divine power, that supernatural power, is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, not some things, but all things, okay? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, okay, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these, through these promises, these exceedingly great and precious promises, through these you may be partakers. So, I want to be a partaker. All right, what well, comes through these exceedingly great and precious promises, okay, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in. The world through lust. All right. So you know we're used to living in this world, and we're we're like we walk through this, and in our mind and our thoughts, and even in our heart, we think, well, this is just how things are. All right. But you know what? God, Jesus bought for us a better life. All right. So Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law, from the curse that has been put on this world. You know, though we're used to it, you know, there is something better. Jesus has given us something better. And look how much he emphasized this, exceedingly great, precious promises, you know? So a lot of times, people look at the Word of God, and they just read it, da 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 But really, we should be searching it, and we should see it as something that is exceedingly great and precious. How do you look at God's Word? Are you looking at it as something that's life-giving, you know, health giving, right? Financial giving, something that's going to give you life and joy and peace, that life and life abundantly that Jesus has promised. That's what, when you're reading the scripture, that's what's going to come out. So are you looking for it? Are you looking at it and, and, and regarding God's word as something that's exceedingly great and precious? That you need to do that. You need to go, oh God, what am I going to receive today from your word? And this is not something natural, it's something supernatural. Supernatural is going to come out. Something that's going to be above the norm, above what this world and what you're used to walking in. But how do we get it? We get it through those precious promises that He has given us in His Word. Okay? So there are close to 7,000 promises in the Bible. What are some of these promises in God's Word? Salvation through Jesus. Oh, everybody's lo- looking for love and acceptance. Well, it's in there. Peace. Everybody's looking healing. Oh, my gosh. You go to any hospital, and you can't even find a parking spot. <laughs> That's sad. You go to the drugstores, and, I mean, you got to watch it because people are zipping in and zipping out. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Provision, protection. But who of us are living in the fullness of the promises that are in the book? in the Bible, all right? A lot of people says, well, I know you're preaching it, but I ain't leaving it. <laughs> I'm believing for it. I've been, I have been. I really do believe it, but why am I not seeing it in my own life? Why am I not partaking of this? Okay? Jesus said it. I am believing it, but it's not happening. What's going on? There should be a difference between the life of a Christian and an unbeliever. When People see you in the life you're living, they have to say, wow, they're blessed. Blessed of the living God. I want what they've got. That's what we need to be. That's what we need to get to. So there's some things that we need to do. We need to, first of all, make sure that we're thinking the same thing. Exceedingly great and precious promises. His word needs to be that to our heart. So, listen, John 10 and 10 says, The thief does not come except to kill, to steal, and destroy. This is the life that we live. This world is, is that's what we live in, all right? The devil's still the king of this world, right? Everyone who is out there who has not received the G- Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, they're still underneath him, underneath his rule, and his, and because of that, that's what we, why we have all these problems that we're on because of the selfishness that the devil has put in the hearts of men. But Jesus said, "I have come that they may have life, and that have it more abundantly." All right, the life that we're used to living in this world is not the life that Jesus wants us to have. It's not the life that He paid for by His death, burial, and resurrection. It's not the life that we, you know, that we should have sickness and disease and pain and all. Jesus paid for it all so that we could get out of the, the devil's world and be subject to him, but be subject only to Jesus Christ and have this life and life abundant. That is what I want in my life, and that is what I want in every one of your lives. And you'll be like, well, I've been a Christian a long time, you know, and I've had some, you know, uh, Praise the Lord's, you know, uh, but uh, what you're talking about, I, I, I haven't seen it, you know. Well, we've seen it in some people's lives. You know, we can think about like John G. Lake, hallelujah, you know, but he closed down the hospitals, you know, in Washington, D.C. around him because he trained, He not only did he pray for people, but he trained people to go out and pray for people, and well, there were just no sick in the area, so they closed down. Wouldn't that be nice? If we would get these exceeding great promises, precious promises in us, and then, you know, enough to where we're healed. We're, we're walking in health and healing. And then we're going out and we're praying for people. That is what Jesus wants for us. I know probably some of you, your mind's going, What? <laughs> but that's what Jesus paid for. And that's what we need to to look toward. That's the goal that Jesus has for us. Now, it's a journey. It's a little bit of a journey to get there. It's a learning, a growing process. But I'm telling you, it is possible. You want to know why I know it's possible? Because Jesus said it was. He goes, you'll do greater things than even than I have done. Do you believe that? Yes, I do. Come on. (laughs) So when we receive Jesus, we receive everything we need for life and godliness, everything, all right? And that's Romans 8 and 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All right, so a bit of a mystery here because I've got it covered because you can't see it, right? But I, I, now I'm going to reveal this here, Okay. <laughs> God shouldn't have, but he did. Hallelujah. We didn't deserve it, but because he loved us, he did. All right? So on Christmas, I was asking God. I actually wrote something out, and then I had to put that aside because God showed me this. All right? Here's a box. It's wrapped in silver. It represents the grace of God. The red ribbon represents the blood of Jesus Christ. And then no matter which way you look at this, you see the cross of Jesus Christ. All right. Everything that's in this box has come because of his blood, the cross, and his amazing grace. All right. Now, in him, so when we receive Jesus, this represents Jesus. When you receive Jesus, you receive everything you need for life and godliness. So I'm going to open it up. And of course, all the seeds. All the seeds you could ever need for anything, or God's word on it, promises on anything, are right here, all right? You just gotta dig them out, and then you can take them and you can plant them, okay? Now, I've got some other things in here, let's see. So, this is corn, all right? Now, if somebody wants corn, you like corn? Yeah? Well, here you go, here's your corn right? So, on the front of that is a promise. <laughs> on the front of that is a promise. What is the promise? If you plant that, you're going to get some corn. Got to plant it, right? <laughs> now, here is some seeds, this beautiful, this wildflowers and stuff like that. You know, in a heart, what we want to do is we want to plant beautiful flowers and stuff so that we can, we can walk and we can talk with Jesus. Right, something beautiful in our hearts that, that he would enjoy. You know that as we walk and we talk with him, who would like to have those? Yes. <laughs> On the front of that is a picture of a promise. The promise is, if you plan it, then it will come. Now, let me ask you a question: If you take that and you just put it in your pocketbook? and you never plant it, it will never come up. It has to be planted in the ground. Oh, we have all kinds of seeds in here, you know. Here's some promises. Right here is promises of cucumbers. Uh, What else do we have in here? Oh, um, let's see. Peppers. Peppers. Oh, and it says hot. Some people like that, right? We've got uh, some beautiful orange and yellow flowers. Look at that. That's a beautiful promise. So we have all kinds of promises in here. Oh, carrots. People, you know, I love carrots. But this is a promise, right? When we look in the word of God, that's what we see. We see the promise, okay? But I want to tell you that the promises that you're, you're taking out of Jesus, that he has given to us, is these seeds. His words are seeds. His promises are seeds. And you have to plant them. You can have them in here, but what you want, to ha- want to, you want to do is you want to bring them from what's in here into your heart, because the soil that you need to plant these seeds in is your heart. You got it? Can you see that? Is that, is that pretty clear? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's see. Some of the seed's promises are, of course, salvation, healing, deliverance, protection, uh, blessed is the work for our hands, uh, blessed in everything in every, in every way and provision. It's so, so much more, all right? But all those things, all those things will come to your life as you get the seed out of the word, and then you plant it in your heart, okay? It's only a promise. It's only a seed, until you get it into your heart. All right. So, a question. So, why are, are we we're handing out seeds? We need to see God's promises as seeds. So, let's look at Matthew 13. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Okay. This is those keys that we're talking about, right? This is the if you don't understand the mysteries, what's hidden, then you don't you, there's no way that you can ever open the door and and walk into it. There's no way that you could get those seeds and then and plant it. So, Jesus told this parable here in Matthew 13, and he talks about the word being seed. One of the things he even commented he says if you don't understand this you won't understand anything else nothing else will make sense to you it's not going to work until you have this understanding that his word are seeds and that where you need to plant these seeds is your heart okay let's go on uh, to the next verses it says when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart, man? The devil knows how powerful the word is. If he has a chance, he's going to steal it away. A lot of times, we're here in in, in the church, and what he's trying to do is he he is going to do everything possible to get your attention, to distract you, to make you fall asleep. <laughs> you know, anything he can do so the word can't get into your heart at all. And then if it comes in there, what happens is that 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 trodden down uh, place in your heart there's you've heard so much about you know sickness and disease like um uh, like oh it's flu season you hear that over and over and over and over and over again so when you hear that well Jesus heals you know he took stripes it. so you didn't have to get the flu it is just impossible because you've heard it so much and accepted it so much you even say it yourself uh-oh, it's flu season. I guess uh, I'm going to get the flu. See, I, I, I wish I was like other people, but, man, it seems like every year I get the flu, you know? That's that hardened, hardened area because you've heard and heard, and then you've agreed with those lies instead of the truth, Okay. This is who receives the seed by the wayside. But the, he who receives the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. All right, so seed comes and everything but in, into your heart, but there's, other, there's rocks in there, right? Um, the devil in this world has all kinds of promises right? That, oh, this is going to make you happy. That's going to make you happy. This is the truth, not, not what God says, but this is the truth. And you plan it, it's in your heart. But guess what? A rock's not going to produce nothing <laughs> except disappointment over and over and over again, right? So, um, let's see. Um, a lot of times, there's so many rocks that come in to our heart that it's hard for for the word to take root because there's so many other things competing with it we really need to, to start recognizing truth and a lie all right um, there's the enemy comes in, in every direction. You're walking out, you're walking through the mall, you're hearing, you're seeing people, how they act, how they talk, how they even dress. And those are like, those, these are rocks trying to be thrown into your heart, to trouble your heart, to make it to where his word can't just take root in you because there's competing things in there, all right? So uh, D- Diane told me this story and I, I love this story. Cause, and she gets so frustrated because she just still can't believe it. So they had, uh, um, her family had a pretty big um, area that they actually farmed, right? And her job, the kid's job, was to go out and pick up all the rocks, right? And she goes, like, it seemed like every day I was having to go out there and pick up rocks, he goes, "I thought my dad was trying to teach me a lesson." <laughs> he goes that he was throwing out the rocks just to teach me responsibility. But these rocks would just show up. They would just pop out of the ground. And she's like, "I have no idea how." You know? She just she said there was thousands of them. They just get more and more. It seemed like every day. Right? Well, there's sometimes, you know, maybe the enemy is coming by and throwing rocks in there. But there's other times there's things that are that are just underneath the soil that's been put in there, all right, that has to surface. So we want these things to surface. The only way they surface is as you're reading the word and you're praying by the Holy Spirit, then he starts revealing. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, this is is a thought that you had that was true, but that is a lie. You need to dig that out of there and get rid of it. (laughs) all right? So this is something that has to happen, a process in your heart. And he will do that as you pray, as you read, and you look to the Holy Spirit to reveal these things. All of a sudden, these rocks are going to start popping out. Oh, that's a lie. And you need to call it a lie, right? How do you get it out? No, that is a lie. Let God be true and every man a lie. This is a lie. It's out of my heart in Jesus' name. And there it goes. It's out of the way. You're preparing your heart. You're getting it ready, okay? You're trying to get those stones. You're trying to get those lies out of there. So um, next scripture. We're still reading Matthew. Matthew. So now he who receives seeds among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and deceitfulness of riches choke the word and be, it becomes unfruitful. So a lot of the churches in that, in that place, we receive salvation. We have salvation and everything, and we're enjoying that. And every so often we, we have some things sprout up. But you know what weeds do? They're actually designed to steal the life of the word of God, His promises. So we have to go. We so things that uh, the, again, uh, these are like promises that the world promises, and we get busy doing those things instead of busy doing things for the kingdom of God. All right, and because of that, we're expecting we're expecting uh, fruit to come, but for some reason it does. It's like I know the promise. I'm trying to stand on the promise, I'm, but it's not quite bearing fruit. I'm not receiving what I thought I was going to have. Because basically there's weeds. (laughs) There's things that are taking the nutrients from your heart so that it can't bear fruit. So the next verse. So, but he who receives seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirtyfold. This is where we want our hearts to be. All right, that's what we want. But you know what? It'll take some time, you know? When when you're first saved, your heart may look like this picture of the overgrown garden. Oh my gosh, there's some work to be done. Look, guys, this is a garden I made. It was a raised garden, and uh, for a couple of years, you know, we did okay and everything, but then we just left it go. You know, you have to prepare the dirt, you have to do all those things, and you have to plant the seed of the Word of God and all these things. But you know what? This, this just happens just because we're in the world. <laughs> if you don't do anything to, to help with your heart, what is your heart going to look like? It's going to look like that, all right? You can, you can try to plant some seeds in there and maybe something to come up. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think what's going to have to happen is that we're going to have to try to cut the trees down and dig the trees <laughs> up, weed it out, you know, put some extra dirt in there, get it ready, um, and then plant. It takes some work. Guys, a lot of our hearts look like this and we have some work to do because we have allowed this world to just to throw seeds in there. Where'd these come from? <laughs> right? where did these come from? The world by the devil is designed to try to stuff as much stuff into your heart so that there is no room. Okay? So we want to go from that To this, you have the other picture of the the bear in the garden. Yeah. My gosh. Now, those of you who like to plant and garden, you know this takes a lot of work. (laughs) But you get to enjoy the fruit, right? So we have all these promises that have come to fruition right? We've got carrots and cucumbers and and bell peppers and uh, lettuce and all these things, right? But we also have a beautiful place for us to meet with Jesus in your heart. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a hospitable place that you like to walk and you talk with Jesus Christ? Because where does he live? And your hearts. So let's make a beautiful place for Him. Let's plant beautiful seeds from His Word, you know, about how much He loves us and He cares. What that He, you know, we are his sheep and we hear His voice. And let's plant all those things so that we can walk and talk with Him and have a nice, beautiful, peaceful, um, beautiful-smelling place to spend time with Him. But you know what? It doesn't just happen. You know, if you don't do anything in your heart, um, you're not going to get this. But if are you actively looking through God's word and spending time and, and taking those seeds and getting them from seed form, getting me in your heart, and then letting them grow, and then wow, this is what could happen. <clears throat> so, yeah, so how do we get this? how do we receive thirty, sixty, hundredfold? fold prepare your heart as a farmer would prepare the ground for planting if this is new to you then well you have some work to do you may have to cut down some trees and dig up some roots you may have to plow under all the weeds and other vegetation these are things that can eat you can easily see and deal with you may have to remove the rocks and boulders These are the things that the Word and the Holy Spirit have to reveal to you because they are deep-seated ideas, lies, and that will block the Word from growing. Okay? Um, So the next thing is plant. Let's uh, plant, read, and meditate. How do you plant? You read and meditate on the promises in God's Word. So, now when you read, it is like... Casting seed on the ground, so some seeds will sprout. Meditating is like taking the time to plow the dirt and plant the seeds and cover them carefully. That is what produces that 30, 60, and 100-fold. So um, let's see, Mark 4, 24 and 25. So I've got it here I'll just read it. It says um, then he said to them take heed, heed what you hear with the same measure you use it will be measured to you and uh, to you here more will be given for whoever has to him more will be given but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away. Now what measure okay you have a have a cup a measuring cup right so you can have just a cup of seeds Right? And you can take that cup of seeds and plant. Right? Or you can have two cups of seeds. Or maybe a bag of seeds. Or maybe a big bag of seeds. The measure that you mean, it'll be measured to you. How much of the peace of God, the love of God, the, um, the healing of God, the provision of God, how much do you want? You want it all. You want that. I want to go for the hundredfold. But you get to decide the measure that comes back to you by what you plant. How much time are you spending, not just reading, but meditating, praying over, treating God's word as precious, as so precious, that life itself is going to come to me from that, from those planting of the words, okay? In the... Um, passion it says then he said to them be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear for as you do more understanding will be given and according to you, your longing to understand much more will be added to you so the next thing is, is you need to expect once the seeds are planted the farmer actually expects the seed to come I mean the the fruit to come he sees the harvest and plans on the harvest coming it is as good as his. Once he's done the work, then he is expecting that he is going to have a harvest. In his heart, he already sees that whole field planted with corn, that it's going to have corn and ears of corn. He's already got it. He's already planning on spending the money that's going to come or being able to eat and enjoy that corn. He's already expecting that he's going to have that money that he needs to, to pay his bills and do all those other things. He is expectant, right? So, uh, J- Joshua 1 and 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. And that's a clue, too, is that are you speaking the Word of God? Are you not just reading the Word of God, but you're, are you meditating? You're speaking it out. You're thinking about it. You're questioning, how is this? Why is this? How is this coming to me? that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for when then you will make your way prosperous. You want to be prosperous in the spirit and all the promises of God? Well, it comes from taking the time to get in God's word, to read it, to meditate on it and get that seed into your heart. Okay? Um, Psalms 1, 2, and 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Do you delight in, his, in, in the Bible, in his word, and in his law? He meditates day and night. Wow, God, I thank you. Only with my eyes shall I see the reward of the wicked. I thank you that I've been made the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I am righteous. Therefore, these things that are happening to them, I feel sorry for, but they have nothing no longer to do with me. I speak it out. I believe it. I see it, you know. Those stones sometimes that come, you know, you're watching uh, Hallmark Channel, and then all of a sudden these, these uh, drug commercials coming on. come on. And Diane thought I was weird for a little while, and then she got it. You know, I would say, nope, not me. I thank you, God, that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. This has nothing to do, I really feel sorry for them, and you are their answer. Jesus, you are the answer, but it has nothing to do with me. Only with my eyes shall I see the reward of the wicked. I thank you, Lord. His word is, is a shield, and it is also a sword. Hallelujah. So we have to, have to be diligent in that. So you can look at someone else's field and want what they have. They would say to you, "Plant your own seed, <laughs> and you can have it too." Like Ronnie was saying, he goes, "I'm not bragging. He's he is bragging. He's bragging on God. But you know what? He is taking the time. Him and Roseanne is taking the time to plant the seed, and that he has this in his heart that there is no room for anything else but believing and trusting in God and seeing." Those those, things, that word, those promises come to fruition. Well, there's something else we need. We need to water the seed. The seed's in the ground. There's some things that we should be doing until that fruit comes, that harvest comes. That's thanks, praise, and singing to the Father, to Jesus. The farmer plans as if the harvest is already there. So we should be thanking, thank you Lord for my corn, thank you Lord for my cucumbers, hallelujah they're going to be, I'm going to have a hundredfold, hallelujah, I'm going to be so blessed that I can bless other people hallelujah, I thank you Lord that I'm walking in health and healing but Lord I planted enough not only just for me and my family, but I've got the word of God in me, the power of God in me, in your word, that I can lay hands on the sick and they recover, hallelujah that I can give up what is in my heart to others so that they can receive and taste and see how good God is. You don't just what you're not just planting for yourself. That's really that's just that's selfish. But God, God wants you to plan enough in your heart that anyone comes your way, you've got you can lay out on the table anything that they need because you've got an abundance. So it's the word that you're planning is not just for you. It's all for, also from everyone that God brings your way and brings across your path. Okay? If you want to see the miracles of God work through your hands, you plant those promises in your heart in abundance. You do it day and night, as, as he said in, in Joshua, you know, and in, in, in Psalms. And when that happens, then all of a sudden, eventually, You'll have all that you need in, in abundance to give to others. Okay. Okay, some other things we need to do while we're waiting is weed. <laughs> Matthew uh, 13, 24 through 25 says, Another parable he put forth saying, The kingdom of God is like a man who sowed seed in the field, but while he s- men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. These are, are things that want to come our way to steal from it from us, Lord. We, st- we believe that this is the word of God. I know this is the word of God, but it's a lie, you know? Just like you can't, you can't believe in the law to bring righteousness and then also faith in Jesus Christ. It's Jesus only. It may look like it could save, but it doesn't. It will never produce what the truth brings. But it kind of looks like it, kind of sounds like it. So we need to get in the word of God and make sure we've got good seed. Yep. Good seed is what we want to plant in our hearts. Yep. So if something else comes, we need to weed it out. Does not belong. I don't want that there. I, have a, I am purposefully making sure what's in my heart is good. Okay. So we're going to go down. Oop, it's a time to wait. Now, this is something that's really hard to do, you know. We're waiting, Lord. <laughs> but, you know, it says, seed time in the harvest. Mark 4 and 29 says, but when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has Come. It's a joyous day when we get to do the, you know, go in and harvest. We get to bring in those things that we planted. We, we work so hard on our hearts and, and to plant the, plant the, the seed, the promises of God. And we've watered it. We're looking forward to it. We're expecting it. We have a heart of thanksgiving toward God because His word never fails. Hallelujah. It's coming. Harvest has come. Hallelujah. It's an exciting day. Well, how do you harvest? So you talk to God and ask once your heart is fully convinced this whole process of of reading and studying and meditating on the Word is to pre- convince your heart fully so that you can ask of God in faith okay as my brother said earlier, I wanted to put this verse in here, and God's like no uh, so well then my brother Ronnie says, you know, in, in um, James it says that if you have a divided heart, let that man not think that he would receive anything from the Lord. Okay, anything from the Lord. So you've got to make sure that your heart is fully convinced. Um, an example of being fully convinced. You ready for this? This color right here, right in the middle, that forms the cross, is green. Now I'm going to spend the rest of my time trying to convince you that that's green. Who knows that no matter what I say, you're going to (laughs) say, no. Well, that's being fully convinced. No matter what someone says, you believe, and everything else seems utterly ridiculous. You're being ridiculous bastard to him. What are you talking about? That's green. Come on. Well, you know what? That's how you need to look at the word of God. You have to be fully convinced in your heart that what God says is the truth and anyone, anything else you hear, and, what? You can't, you're not going to ever convince me that this is green. I know it's red. <laughs> That's being fully convinced. Abraham received the promise because he was fully convinced in his heart. This whole process is to get your heart ready so it is fully convinced and ready to receive from the Lord. So Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications. It's time for the harvest. You don't have to be anxious about anything. Why? Because you're going to go to the Father with a heart that's fully convinced, you know, and say, God, I need this, right? And thank you for it. It's like you're sitting at the table with God, and He's prepared, prepared. and He goes, "God, can I have the biscuits?" And He goes, "Yeah, here you go." And you say, "Well, thank you." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Biscuits and gravy is pretty good combination. Yes. So it's as simple as that. Once you have your heart fully convinced, so um, with Thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. This is how you. Har- it's time for the harvest. This is how you harvest. So let's see, uh, Mark 11, 20, 20 11, 23 says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand, well, I already read that. I need to, I'm on the wrong page, sorry. Here we go. Um, doo-doo-doo. no, that's not it either. Wow. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt and is where? Heart. This whole process is to get your heart to believe. But believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. OK? Well, do you want to experience it? Well, then you've got some work to do in your heart. You need to look at this at the, at the word of God, 7,000 promises, everything you need. He has given you in Christ. It's been given to you freely, but it's seeds that you have to plant in your heart, and it will eventually yield. So in closing is, it is from your heart that you believe. So th- this planning of a God's promise is essential to getting your heart ready to believe the blessing of God given to us in Christ. So when we ask, we are fully convinced like a- Abraham. I should say like my this is a pr- This is a process that will get your heart, not your head, fully convinced in God's promises. Amen. Thank you. I know we kept it a little bit late, but thank you very much. God bless you. Hallelujah. So um, we're just gonna just gonna pray and uh, and then while we're praying can the, the, the prayer ministers come up? Okay And uh, I've got my paper up here if you need some answers if I miss some things. <laughs> so the last fill in. Time to wait, then harvest. There will be a time to wait. There's there's seed time and harvest. Harvest. I don't have another one after that. We can look at it. Okay. (laughs) I'll try to clear that, but we're going to go ahead and pray, okay? Father, it has come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we choose today to look at your word as something